And this is what that cowboy said to me. Lips, peckers, and assholes, they're all you're gonna be along the way. Lips, peckers, and assholes, society gets worse every single goddamn day. Well, welcome to the Pure Meat, Pure Gold Show. I'm your host, Alex P. Linder. AlexLinder5 on Twitter. VNNForum.com. This is show 008. Recording it on May 8, 2014. All right, Sticky Brothers. Now, I'm going to not talk about what I said I was going to talk about. That is part two of Russell Kirk's book. I'm not in the mood for talking about that today. It's a little summery here. I've been working in the garden all week. My muscles are darned sore. That's why this is a little late in recording. I've been a little thick. My head's been a little off. So, uh, what I want to talk about today is occasioned by the stuff that was going on with uh, the youth traditionalist organization that Messrs. Matz, Heimbach, and Parrot have going on, which I don't know too much about. I, I gather the basic idea, which is pretty far-flung and crazy, if you ask me, but... Uh, that's up to them. That's their call. Now, what I'm going to say, this is going to be probably the shortest podcast I'll do just because uh, I wanted to focus on just one thing in this. I'm going to break it into two parts. As with the Kirk, we've done part one of the Kirk. We're going to do part two later. This, I'm going to talk purely about the solution. I'm sorry, I'm going to talk about the solution and then the strategy. I'm going to talk about what we do, what's my view of what the best arrangement is of whites living among whites with all the muds and Jews out of the question. That all has been taken care of. And I get so tired of the average low, low average level of the white nationalist who tries to debate what I'm saying without taking the conditions I've outlined into account. Because, and they're in the, you see this in other areas. The problem here is these people are incapable of grasping politics as anything other than democratic voting, pander to, to people, appeal to people. There's just a congenital thickness. I mean, I, I fully understand why the Jews see themselves as humans and whites as animals, but so many whites are just simply dumb animals. And you tell them that they're offended, and that's one of the qualities I detest most about people. They can't take any kind of criticism. They All they want to hear is support. They want to be loved for who they are, and I'm talking more men than women in this regard women aren't even on the board in this the, the men think like women they're feminine i need support now you need to be kicked in the ass you need to be told what's wrong with what you're doing you need to accept that and you need to improve move forward to get better get tighter get smarter but no let's do what we've always done i know it's never worked but maybe it'll work next time we just haven't put enough elbow grease into it we keep we keep doing the same stupid thing it's bound to work one of these times that's the mentality of the average white nationalist, unfortunately. I charitably attribute it to the cause's southern roots. You know, I, I came across earlier this week, someone posted it at my forum, VNN forum. I hope you're a member if you're less thick-witted than uh, many people are. And you're less worried about what people think about you than most of the intelligent people are. You see what I'm going for? Two things that are not commonly alloyed in this world. People who are very smart, 
very quick on the uptake, but also very not worried about what other people think. That combination is what wins more often than not. Look at how Jews are. They're pretty brazen, aren't they? But they're also pretty smart. They read a lot. They think a lot. They're open. They look at things from all angles. The Aryan is more of a strong point type. The Jew is someone who looks at stuff from all angles. Anyway, this is all what we're going to be talking about. It's not going to be that long. It's it's my idea for how we... Our goal, you, you, you listening to this, if you're a white nationalist, all that means is you want an all-white society. And that means all whites and Jews aren't white. No Jews, no non-whites, just whites. Whites in control of their own politics within a certain space. That's what we all want. And that's pretty much the only thing we can all agree on. And if we don't agree on that, then we're not into racialism. We're not white nationalists or whatever else we may call ourselves. That is what we all want, presumably all of us of this particular tendency or take or movement, if you want to call it a movement. That's what we all want. That is the indivisible. That is the LCD, the lowest common denominator. Anybody disagree with me on that? I hope not. So what I'm going to talk about is how I would arrange things in that all-white society. And that I'm going to call the solution And so I'm going to do the second thing first, and then I'm going to go back and give you the first thing. How do we get from where we are today to that all-white society? What's our strategy for achieving white sovereignty? And then what do we do after we have it? Except I'm going to do the what do we do after we have it part first. Are you picking up what I'm putting down? Please tell me yes. Okay. So... Some of these thoughts were occasion the, the the particular event, and you know you know my way is to find the evergreen and the evanescent, as it were. The evanescent being the news blip, the news stories that come filtering through the wires, which are always entirely one hundred percent predictable. Very rarely do we see something we're not familiar with. They funnel into a number of areas like hush crimes. You know, okay, here we go. Niggers taking it out in white people, and and we we tease out the the what's the evergreen in that perpetual continual story of which several crop up a week and and more happen that we don't even know about. The evergreen is that what made this possible, and it's Jews. Jews push through the civil rights laws that prevent whites from excluding violent, feral blacks from their communities, resulting in hush crimes. That's the necessary intellectual connection that has to be made. You won't get it from any conservative, even from the conservative the one national figure for World Net Daily who writes about it full-time, Colin Flaherty. He won't make that connection. He, he said to me directly on Twitter, he's not in the splaining business. Like it's all a big joke. You know, he was going for the Lucy thing. That, that, that's what clowns conservatives are. That's why I call it organized cowardice. It's basically money-making form of cowardice. The political form of cowardice. It's quack, in doctors, it's called a quack doctor. You know, you don't you don't tell the guy what's going on. You just you know, oh, here's just a few facts or things that I claim are facts that aren't even facts. But you you leave out all the kind. Con- well, what's the use of being a writer, being an intellectual, being trained and raised and thinking about this stuff if not to provide? You know, teaching, preaching, professing are all kind of the same thing. You're you're kind of holding yourself out as a little more educated, more knowledgeable. You have something prepared for the kids when they come in of a morn. You know, why would I be doing this podcast if I didn't think I had something that you needed to hear? For my own ego? 
I wouldn't do it like that, but that's how a hell of a lot of people. Oh, let's do a show because we could do a show. Not do it a show because I could do a show. I don't. I don't need to be elevated. I have enough good feelings about myself as it is without needing external validation. I'm here to tell you stuff that you need to know and you need to take seriously and you need to communicate to other people. And I try to clothe the concepts that I come up with and the facts in the most memorable possible language. And when I'm feeling a bit more upper than I am today because I, my muscles aren't stressed out from uh, moving soil and ripping up sod and, and what have you, I've, I really have made a nice little garden, but it's come at the cost of some exhaustion your physical and your mind are, are the same thing so i'm not quite as jumpy i'm not quite as flighty i'm a little more low-key the downside maybe i'm a little less entertainable today i was going to do a whole bit about my pet and i'm the only one in, in the country who has this i was going to do a little bit about my, my pet leprechaun his name is dander not because he gets angry at stuff because he sheds the thing about them I don't like they have in common with other common pets anyway I'll tell you more about him later I don't feel like I don't feel like talking about dander right now he fetched me a clout earlier today and the reason this podcast delayed him I'm thinking how to get back in him frankly because I know where some treated lumber is and I'm thinking if I make some Irish sounding noises and then I clop him over the head with some treated lumber I think the little bastard might learn to appreciate me a little more. You know what I'm saying? Keep his bowl full of leprechaun chow. Expect a little respect. Coming back at me, buddy. But I'm not going there today. I was saying, what was I saying? I was saying the news. The news that's always news, man. It don't never get old, man. That's what evergreen means, man. Extracting the universal from the particular, the timeless from the fleeting. Have I belabored the point enough? Because you know I like belaboring. Are you screaming at me through the wires? I can hear you invisibly, ineffably. I can hear you. Just give me the C-section, baby. Don't tell me about the labored pains. Give me a cesarean section. Just show me the baby. And like I said, I just told you what the evergreen is and the hush crimes. But the news peg on which to hang this discussion of the solution and then the strategy, as I'm going to call the two parts to this, was the news that, okay, so Matt Parrott cooks up this plan where they're going to create some traditionalist youth network through the kind orifices and offices of the Orthodox Church, such as it exists and to what extent in North America, I don't really know, but... Parrot's got it all worked out. It's, it's, in my opinion, and I believe I might have even conveyed it, it's as silly a piece of bumblefuckery as I've ever come across. It's something that only someone really smart could come up with. I'll put it that way. Anyone else would just go, dude, you're, you're, you're fucked in the head. <laughs> I mean, it's just wacky. It's wacky. It's bad enough, ordinary Christianity, but then you're going to work through these. Anyway, he got glib smacked, as I put it. And I'm not taking any schadenfreude. We need people of Parrott's intellectual ability who are also willing to go public under the real names and stand up for our race. We definitely need that. He's on that level. He has those two factors. So I'm not downplaying him. I take no joy in their downfall. I just sort of wryly look at it as, and, and they can say, oh, it's not a downfall. But, you know, when you're, you're, you're taking 
Oh, they're tradition and authority. When you're knuckling under to people you know to be wrong, it just kind of highlights the fundamental problem. And it, it makes what I said, and I, I openly say it makes what I've said look right. I mean, you can be a white man or you can be a Christian. You can't be both. And Parrot needs to grow up and accept that. And so I'm, I'm not even going to speak for Heimbeck because I think he's young and I don't think he's sorted out mentally what he's, what he's dealing with. I don't know the guy. I've heard good things about him from people I do know. But he and everyone needs to sit down and think through very carefully. And what you'll find is, you know, I tried to write this up the other day. I said one time a long time ago. And I'm not going to get obscene here. I'm not going to get crude. I'm not going to get down in the mud. But I was on the road. I went into someone's house. It doesn't matter whose house it was. And there was a porno tape playing on the uh, on the TV in this house. And this very sketchy looking guy is plugging this chick up the bunghole. <laughs> and this and this chick was just uglier than fuck. I don't know. It was probably some kind of amateur porn tape or something. I don't know. But uh, he's like, and he said, I'll never forget this. Don't try this at home, kids. We're trained professionals. And for some reason, this was just recalled to my mind when I'm reading about what happens to Parrot and how they're, whatever they're, the primate of that particular sect of the Jeebus cult is called. In, in Greece, it's called like a metropolitan, which I always thought was some funky translation. Someone's like, no, that's the actual word. It's a metropolitan. Is like they're, I guess, priest equivalent or maybe cardinal equivalent or archbishop equivalent. One, one of those intermediate levels of the uh, church management. But, uh, that that little scene from the porn movies, uh, what what the guy said just struck me. It's like, yeah, Matt, you're you're going to use this, son. These guys been in this business a lot longer than you have. They're going to use you, you fool. They know what they're doing, and believe me, I know this from not from the Orthodox, but from the uh, the Catholics. And what I've remarked on, this has never really been brought out by white writers, particularly. But what I've noticed from dealing with. Uh, some of the slicker, higher-end Catholic intellectuals, I'm thinking of two men in particular, E. Michael Jones, who I've, Christ, I might as well served as publicist these last few years. So much have I appreciated the good work he's done, even though he's wrong on the deepest stuff. He's clear enough and smart enough. You can see where he's wrong if you come from a different background, as I do. But also, uh, who is that other guy? John Zimrak used to write some of this. I'm getting it. Zavorak. He used to write for Talking Mag. He, he departed somewhere else. But, uh... These guys, for every single thing, it's just like the Jews. Every single issue that the Catholic Church has a position on comes with preset, preloaded frames that basically don't allow anyone to be moral and re- morally regular or medically normal if they disagree with the Catholic position. They're just not as overt and brazen and obnoxious about it as the Jews are, but it's that exact same mentality. And it's not merely, it's not purely political. It goes beyond that. So you see, you're worshiping your own blood is a good example. If you don't agree with the Catholic position that race doesn't matter and that Nazis are evil, then you are worshiping your own blood. Now, I ask you, anyone who knows me honestly, is it honestly true to say that I worship my own blood? That I worship the blood of my race? It's not true. Now, there are people, perhaps, in white nationalism who feel that way, but I'm not one of them. I don't worship my own blood. I prefer my own kind. 
I've always said white nationalism is stronger when we say it's a it's a preference. We will make it real through our will. It's not ordained by God. I, I live in continual amazement at how people think you can just discard rationality and reason and logic and evidence in the world around them and just live on in your own happy trail, your own mental, you know, mental gerbil wheel running around and nothing will ever affect you or you know what? Like I've said, 99% of the species that if you believe God created them, they're dead now. So I guess God killed them too. Or he has no problem with the system that results in 99% of created beings or evolved beings, whichever way you believe. Either way, 99% of them don't exist any longer. So how in the world would he have trouble with humans going extinct or some subset of humans going extinct? You tell me that. Never seen anyone address it. Never seen any Christian address it. Never seen any Christian use it against other Christians. Just in the same way that when you let Jews into white nationalism, as Jared Taylor does, all they care about is getting anti-Semitism, driving anti-Semitism, driving Jew criticism out of white nationalism. They don't care about any of the rest of the stuff. Just silencing and driving from the field real white nationalists. It's the same way with this Catholic stuff. They don't ever use what we say or any of the arguments I provided to go and fight in their own church. They always want to come into our place, our house, our forums, and tell us we should tolerate them. But they're not doing that. See, this is what I'm saying. You have to come to a decision. You have to grow up and be a man about it. You can't take both both forks. You can't have one foot on the dock and one foot in the boat. Like Sammy Francis was the best example. You can't be a spork. Either you're a Christian or you're a white man. Make a decision, parrot. Make a decision, Heimbach. You can't be both. And I don't give a goddamn for every person telling me that. You're flat wrong. I'm not going to insult you. I'm just going to keep repeating. You are flat wrong. You can't be both of them. You have to be one or the other. They are inherently opposed. And only your lack of comprehension and your thinking that, oh, I can believe A and I can believe minus A, and then it doesn't matter that they're contradictory, they have wholly different views of things, they'll get along just fine. And then the <coughs> the effrontery, the chutzpah, the gall to think you're going to use this organization it's just silly. It's utterly silly. They're not sitting there waiting to be used. You know, ostensibly they have their own principles. Have some res- enough respect for them to say, let them die. It's just like when someone commits a crime, have enough respect to execute them. But no, our society always sides with the criminal and this drips over into what? Oh, hey, you know, the fag, the sodomite, the unadmitted sodomite, Greg Johnson, the dude screwer. Oh, let people choose their own level of... That sounds groovy, Greg. Let them choose their own level of involvement. Is the enemy going to play by that rule? No. No, out whoever they want. I mean, in a certain sense. You can't stop people from choosing their own level of involvement, but it's not our job to make people feel safe and good and warm. It's our job to be the vanguard. You know what? Do you know what Vanguard means? I say in the tone of the guy who wanted the refund in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. <laughs> Do you know what 100% guaranteed means? Put your little hand back in the till and give me back my 238. Vanguard means you're on the cutting edge of things. You're leading the way. It doesn't mean you're doing the safe, cautious, prudent thing. Now, the prudent thing may usually be the right thing to do, but without some risk, we are the ones with the problem, thus we need to be the ones who initiate action. 
in Christ, even on the verbal level, too many of us are unwilling to do that. And you have these clown sodomites like Johnson. Oh, we're just going to step over. We're going to create a new right. We're going to step over any association. It doesn't matter that the opponent has all the mass communications and he can label us and tag us and call us whatever he wants. That doesn't matter. We'll just step over it. Even though I know we have nothing to be ashamed of because real scholars currently rotting in jail have proved that what the left said never happened, we'll still just play along and pretend that it does. And we'll use their terms anti-Semitism like it really means something. We'll use racism like it really means something. Because that's how we show we're real mockers. We're real players. A lot of idiots out there, folks, and I've only got so much time. And see... Now, let me, let me, let me, anyway, anyway, so that's what brought some of this discussion on at vnnforum.com and the alt-right thread and other places. And as I said, I'm going to talk about the solution first, and then I'm going to talk about the strategy. You can find my views on the strategy in particular in our strategy section, which is a sub-forum at vnnforum.com. And then the solution I've written in a number of different posts. I'm not sure I ever formalized it in an article, but, uh. It is around there in various places, and I'll talk about it right now. My central insight is that is is this. My 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 guiding principle is this: don't force people together who don't want to be together. Just as that applies to races and 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 segregation, as the Jews defame it, or freedom of association, as it's called in the literal words of the Constitution. If whites and blacks can't get along, they shouldn't be forced together. Well, same thing with whites. If whites and whites can't get along, why force them together? It all comes down to to two things. What will you fight to the death over and what can be morally compromised on? What is a matter of sheer convenience and compromise and what's a matter that's vital, that's life or death, that you will will put everything on the line for? I personally (coughs) will put everything on the line for living in a whites-only country. But now when we're talking about the solution, we're assuming we've created that. There are no Jews around. There are no muds around. The country is being, these these are all the planted axioms of the solution. This is the system as it exists. I see the setup as we have a monofunctional. That means it's one function central government that is solely concerned, not with health, education, welfare, the rest of that crap. It's as we have today with Zog and the giant state is totalitarian bureaucracy we have out of dc it's concerned solely with defending our race military there are nukes and you you know obviously it will not be an it will be (coughs) defined as broadly as it needs to be to get the job done without getting too far into any one area and i think the legitimately my view can be uh questioned around the edges you know how far does that go are you gonna are you gonna patrol morals in the media that's going to require a department, and maybe you go back. You need the Hayes Code, like we had. What about genetic scourges? What about moving away from the the negative side? What about moving to the positive side? You're going to have some eugenics. Well, that all can be discussed, but let's just say the role of the central government, which will be small, is to defend the race, and that that's all it's charged with. Now, beneath that. How do whites live among themselves? I don't see it as one system forcing everyone to be the same way. The central issue that has to be resolved is whether you want to live in an all-white state or not. 
And if you don't, then I guess we fight it out until one side prevails. And once that one side has prevailed, the other side has either been driven abroad or it's underground. So everybody, literally every single person in this new all-white society wants to be there and understands this new state has a racial basis. That's the basis of the new state. It's absolutely unquestionable. You cannot go against it or you will be shut down. So in the racial sense, it is a dictatorship. This is a white state for white people looking out for their interests. We all understand what that means in terms of other races, but what does it mean in terms of our race and how we interrelate to ourselves, you see? And my vision is that (coughs) we can't all get along. Catholics see things one way, other Christians see it another way, welfare state socialists see it another way, and people like me who are basically adultists see it see it yet another way. I don't want really the government doing anything for me. I want to live around people who are confident, functional adults. And I don't want to live in a welfare state society. So I think the best way we can do it is allow these different subgroups, these people who want to live in a racial nation but want to live in various ways among themselves, to, se- to separate. Catholics go create a little... St- Substate over here, libertarians over here, welfare staters over here. But none of you will be allowed to use the central state to boss around the other. You will have freely chosen, you will have freely picked your poison. And if you pick the wrong poison, then you you can apply to one of the other statelets to let you transfer and see if they'll let you in. You see what I'm saying? I'm talking about a very contractual Literally, you know, there are often theorists have talked about a contractual society, but this basically would be a, an, an actual contractual society where you sign on the dotted line and you say, yes, I understand I am part of a racial community and I will not do anything to undermine that. Everyone signs off on that. And the kids say, well, I was born into it. Well, at 18, you can give them a, a room springer like the Amish do. Okay, run around. Run around the rest of the world and see if you want to live racially or, or, or what your deal is. But when you come here, you are going to be demanded on the day that you turn, say, 19. It is going to be demanded or 20 or 21 or whatever. Say, you know, 18, 21, make up your mind, something like that. The day you turn 21, you will sign this form or you will be ejected from our community. We are a racial community. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. That part is not questionable. That's my idea of how you solidify and perpetuate a white... Now, any society can be overthrown if you get the right combination of men. So absolutely nothing is 100% guaranteed. What I'm talking about is something that I think would be a better society than what we have now. And I've proposed quite seriously blood sacrifices. And I think we should make... And we had our first Thermopylae Day on April 20th this year. And me and some other people baked white cakes with three blood red candles candles to symbolize the 300 who died at Thermopylae, who knew they were going to die, but provided a valuable and necessary defensive protective bridge for the greater forces to, uh, to, to make it up. And it, they gave their, knowingly gave their lives for their greater community. We honor them on Thermopylae Day, white courage. And I say that because the power of the central state can be abused since it has a lot of the weaponry, I say every year in honor of those 300, 
and in light of our nature that that unfortunately includes disloyalty everyone who works for the federal government will be subject to a death lottery a la shirley jackson if you're familiar with the short story maybe from high school english and we pick three and we sacrifice them just to keep fresh in people's minds the idea that we are deadly serious about this government what it stands for and thus anyone who goes in to work for the feds and is living and off the people is subject to this death lottery and that will weed out a lot of the careerists i'm thinking if three people die each year and it includes everyone from the top man on down who are in the lottery now that's some of the out-of-the-box thinking we need in my opinion but that's my idea anyhow monofunctional central government and then micro states that can form and even rearrange if need be as uh, as seems appropriate because people this is the thing we can argue to we're blue in the face we'll never agree some people like joe in our forum you know they support unions and they want to live in a welfare state and they think we need the government we need a wipe our ass government we need government determining what we can see we're not really adults we're just little kids who need the government to manage us others like me think 180 degrees the opposite we think government is basically the problem if it would have simply defended the coast and i wouldn't even say deliver the mail if it would have simply defended the coast everything would have been fine in this country but it had to get involved in every single little thing and now the u.s is a horrible miserable bankrupt empire because of it and that's leaving out even the jewish part which merely determines kind of the direction it's gone but over time the federal government has gotten involved in every aspect of life and and not coincidentally every aspect of life has gotten worse health education and welfare all gotten worse because of the government what does the government do giant government uses your money to start wars abroad foment wars abroad endless eternal foreign warmongering and at home it creates giant colonies of feral niggers on your dime and these niggers threaten you and when they commit crimes (laughs) the media cover it up the media are on the side of the central state this is not what we want in an all-white country you see so my politics my solution is simply to acknowledge the most basic fact we cannot get along and i for one am willing to fight over that just i'm willing to fight jews to live in an all-white country i'm willing to fight other whites who want to force me into a socialist system that i want no part of all i i've seen it my entire life it does nothing but subsidize stuff that shouldn't be subsidized and i maintain there's nothing fundamentally wrong with white people and and most most racialist or white nationalists don't feel that way but i do i don't think there really is anything fundamentally wrong with white people they're certainly not suicidal that is one big lie oh they like material things and they they well everybody likes material things buddy everybody likes material things everybody likes money everybody even people who live for a calling i i think i include myself in that group and i think quite reasonably so even people like me like money if you if you don't like money you're an idiot money buys you freedom time it it allows you the leisure to develop the arts and the knowledge you need a society people talked oh they're not all the rich are these 
multi-billionaires who are getting fed by that central government that funnily enough the same people criticizing them always support if you don't have big government and you have the market actually at work you don't have the government bailing out these gigantic banks they go bankrupt when they speculate and lose but this is glossed over and the failure is attributed to the market rather than to the socialist big government these people favor absolutely wrong and most certainly part of the defense of white man is not allowing the government to create fiat money, not giving the, no white man, let alone Jews, no white man can be trusted with the power to counterfeit. Absolutely not. And the only way to, to guard against that is to ensure that there's competition in currency. So you can use gold, you can use Bitcoin, you can use whatever the hell you want. But absolutely there's competition allowed in currency. Now, at least at the national level, at the state level, you know, if, if the little man loser, the Christian types, want to be herded and mulked in and have their children preyed on by a Catholic priest, that's fine. L- let them. I'd prefer to see their kind die out anyway. And the strong ones will break away from it and realize there's something better in the world, just as the original German NS did. The weak ones can go under. We need a society where what the, weak, what, the, what the little man needs is sound money and basically the knowledge that if he, if he behaves correctly, he will be able to save money and improve his level of, of living. But that if he doesn't, he's on his own unless he can get his church or his family to help him. He is not going to be subsidized in his derelictions by the central state. He's not going to be paid to be a drug user or an ex-alcoholic or ex-drug user to sit at home and listen to music all day and receive a check for $800 or $1,200 a month. That's not going to happen in a white state. At least not. it's not going to happen in a national state. If people want to do that on a micro-state level, right, beneath, beneath that federal level, but no one, we are not going to prison that say the effective, functional, right-half people who are honest and productive, we are not going to force them to subsidize the left half of the bell curve. Okay, that's absolutely essential. The federal government is not going to be used as a clearinghouse, as a fence for stolen goods, as Mencken said, where where these uh, high-end demagogues like Clinton can steal a bunch of stuff from capable people and pass it on to white trash. That will not be happening. Okay, just because, remember, one-sixth of all whites are at the intellectual level of the average nigger. Think about that. They may not be as violent, but in other ways, they're white niggers. What do they deserve? Now, they don't deserve anything more than a chance. You certainly, certainly should not be subsidizing their misbehavior in any way. I'm 100% on that. There's no way in a new white nation we are, we are going to be subsidizing NEA-type people. There, there's no way we're going to be subsidizing any some giant purit prison bureaucracy and subsidizing these friggin' cops to go out and bust people for stuff that's not a crime, like smoking drugs. No, There's no way in hell we're doing that. Neither are we subsidizing people who make the mistake of doing stuff like taking certain drugs or taking drugs they can't handle. You see? Freedom cures so much, so many ills. It's not even funny. So this this is how I'm seeing things. And you know, I 
gotta, you gotta understand. The reason I should have written this up, you know, people are like, oh, you should write up what you. I have written it up a hundred times, you fucking idiots. I've written it up in hundreds of posts. How hard is the basic concept to grasp? Why are white nationalists so fucking stupid? And why, why are the smart people so fucking smarmy and cowardly? This world is horrible. If this world is attributable to a god, he needs to be called on the carpet and held accountable for it. Just makes me disgusted even to think about it. God is not a trained professional. <laughs> He's a fucking amateur. <laughs> I, I will commend again to your to your eyeballing the uh, Mysterious Stranger by Mark Twain. Best thing he ever wrote. It shows what people really are like. How gutlessly pathetic. What, I forget his figures. Something like 63 out of 64 of them are. They're all flinging rocks at the one who's been called a witch. Not because they really wanted to or felt like she really was. They just looked around and all their neighbors were doing it. So, you know, that we probably better do it too. Keep up appearances. You're telling me these people are A, not animals, and B, you're telling me that the church doesn't strengthen this tendency in them? And that's why I'm so hostile to the church. Not just this church, any church. They're all bad. All of them are bad. All the white man needs in, in terms of his spiritual satisfaction is should have a decent respect to his ancestors, not, not a worship of them by any means. You worship them. You, you, you become one of those Polynesian cults that hunts heads and, and leaves the desiccated body sitting up in a chair of old great-great-granddad. That's sick and pathetic. White people don't act like that. White people use their brains and they accept responsibility for their decisions. That's what being white and acting white and living white mean. You can control things. There are causes and effects. God, it makes me sick to my stomach to read these high-end so-called intellectuals talking down cause and effect as Chesterton and Lewis. I don't know about Lewis for absolute sure. I shouldn't say that. Chesterton very definitely questioned cause and effect. What, what a great message for the little people of the world. What this guy was doing. This is why this guy is such a crud. He's telling the dumbest people who most need to understand that there is a one-to-one -one relation between what you do and what happens. He's telling the dumbest people that, oh, no, oranges just bloom. by No one really knows why, man. It's just an accident. It just always happens. But we can't really draw any conclusion from that, man. We really can't. You know... The last thing the dumb people need to hear is that their brain doesn't work. So far as a man can think clearly, his thoughts are worthwhile and accurate. He may not be fitted for higher-end thinking, but the functional instrumental mentality or, or rational mental ability is within virtually everyone's grasp. Otherwise, we couldn't have a society. And the last thing they need to hear is that they need to have faith and in, in, in everything just happens on a whim. They already strongly enough in their heart believe that everything, that the dumber a man is, the more likely he is to believe in fate and mysterious and fortune and luck as the decisive agents in human history. Jews don't believe that. No one who wins and who succeeds in life believes that. The people who succeed are almost always the people who say, I am going to make this through my will happen. And barring tornadic activity, 
you know, a normal person would just say tornadoes, but a self-important middle-class person has to multiply the syllables and say tornadic activity. Only time I'll, t- I'll tell you something more, but I'm kind of saving it up for I'm waiting for someone to die before I tell this anecdote, so it may take a few years. Uh, but uh, suffice it to say, it concerns hobotic activity. But uh, <coughs> point is, white men, I'm just being realistic and practical in acknowledging that Only some white people want to live the way I want to live. Many, maybe even more than half, do not. Now, I would like to think that some would like the way that I like to live. They've just never seen it, really, because they've grown up thinking that, oh, yeah, government got to get a government loan. The government helps people buy houses. The government puts people through college. What would we do without the government? And it really is like Jesus too to these people. People either have faith in Jesus or government almost right down the line. And you shouldn't have faith in either. Neither of them is worth having faith in. Both of them is misplaced faith. What you should have faith in is that outcomes are determined by your will and your perseverance and your effort. What you decide to do and what you decide you want to do and how hard you work toward it, that's what determines the outcome. In the vast majority of cases, if you want to do something, there's not really that much that can stop you. I mean, I'm talking about something within the scope of your genetic abilities. If I want to high jump over something eight foot feet high, it's not going to happen because I don't have the inherent ability to to jump eight feet. I have inbuilt genetic limits. We all do. If I wanted to be whatever, I, there's some things I could do. Most things I probably could do. Some things I couldn't do. It's the same with everybody. But you know what? In this life, you'll never exhaust all the things you could do. So you don't even need to worry about your limits beyond. You need to just focus on choosing something that you are capable of doing. And you can probably get a lot farther along than you even thought you could. If you develop your will, that's that's a large portion of the Hitler story. How do you think Hitler went from nothing? I mean, literally nothing. He's some army and basically he's in basically a foreign country's army and he's sitting there in a hospital bed with half blinded by mustard gas. How did he go from there to the pinnacle of the Western world? You think he went to some self-help seminar with that giant chiclet toothed guy? Maybe he just looked down in his soul and said, you know what, this shit needs to happen. I'm going to be the man who makes it happen. Just how it's going to friggin' be. And you know what? That works. Refuse to be blocked and you'll get the job done. Great line from a coach in one of those NFL films. Refuse to be blocked and you'll get the job done. It's an obstacle. Overcome it. Figure out a way to overcome it. This is what our movement faces formidable obstacles but we can overcome them and this podcast is partly to tell you how we do that but anyway I I think I've outlined about how I see society working and there's no need to get really particularly further into particulars I'll just say look look at two developments say Bitcoin and the free state moving up New Hampshire New Hampshire the libertarians have, have targeted as a small state they might be able to politically sort of take over make a libertarian haven and I believe they've got as many as 25,000 people to move up there. 
So people will be attracted by an idea that's not necessarily a religious idea, like, for example, the Mormons moving out west to the land that no one wanted, Utah. That's how they look at it out there. I used to live in Utah. Examples of a political uh, political exodus or a political, uh, political Zion. Uh, people, and remember, we're only... We're 19 years into widespread public internet. And what the internet has allowed is people who think the same way to identify themselves and to find each other. So there's nothing in the world to stop people who decide on the internet that that they all want to up and and go to some place and do something. It's absolutely doable. And then on the on the currency front because again, we we see that the control that the Jews have today is vested primarily through money and media. Through money, we now have these these basically unbreakable currencies like Bitcoin. And yeah, the, the chortling media, the junk media, the controlled media, the government supporting media had a big laugh over one of the warehouses of Bitcoin being hacked and the money stolen. But that in no way negates the larger concept, even if it ends up destroying Bitcoin itself. All kinds of other efforts are out there to come up with these secure currencies that are housed on people's individual computers so there is there is no main bank for people to steal and there's no way to falsify the uh the currency and ultimately this is going to attack the power of the government just the way the internet has attacked the power of the government's controlled media and the me in the uh the tv and the radio and the newspapers which all require government licenses to run pretty much at least in the the electronic media you see so what i'm saying is is people who get obsessed about, oh, we got to be national or social. Look, that's 100 years ago and in a foreign country. And even though it is transportable, and that quote, that famous quote about it not being for export is, is completely misused, it can be copied by anyone. But why is that necessarily the best solution for now? It's not. We have new technology. We have other ways that we can arrange things. We have a different historical background in America. We should only borrow the stuff from the the German nationalist that fits our circumstances today and, and where it fits most. It's probably... <coughs> where it fits most is in how to uh, take on the powers that be, the Jews. The Nazis showed how that's done. I've, I've been over that far too many times to go into at length here, but read the stuff at calvin.edu. Notice the tone difference between the conservatives and the nationalists. The Germans were serious men in a way that the conservatives and the racialists who are conservatives without realizing it. Very different tone. You can just instinctively tell that Hitler is a serious man or Goebbels is a serious man, whereas someone like Sam Francis is not serious. They're kibitzing. They're... they're they're detached from it. They're they're talking about we and you and they, and the, but they're not really part of it. It's just a career to them. That's why I always correctly call them, accurately call them career girls. They don't have anything invested in it the way Hitler did. Hitler didn't choose the level of involvement with which he was comfortable, as Sodomite Greggy says. It's not how, it's not how shit works, Greggy. Greggy's a businessman, though. He's not committed to it either. He mouse it like he is. But he doesn't understand what he's talking. Yeah, yeah, that's unfair. He is committed. He just doesn't understand the reality of the situation politically. 
And smart people, remember what I've said, smart people are just dumb people with high IQs. Is is nine out of ten times the best way to look at smart people. They're their own worst enemy. They're tripping over their own nuts. <laughs> you know, they're tripping over their own dick, like I said with Parrot and them. And uh But I'm not laughing at them. I'm trying to tell them what the right thing is because we need people of a certain level. That's part of the selflessness that people exhibit. We should want the people who have the necessary technical and brains ability as long as they have the loyalty to figure out the right way to go and to get on that cause. And I, I unhumbly put to you that VNN has been on the right track as long as we've been around. That's why you don't see me stumbling around and saying one thing today and another thing a different day. Even if I make mistakes, they're mistakes. They're not, they're not fundamental fundamentally wrong judgments about whether something is or is not on our side no man can serve two masters parrot and heimbach who's who are you serving you serving your race or you serving jesus semitic science fiction character fat oprah thin oprah pick a body and go with it right come on guys i know you know what i'm saying quit thinking there's no way to slick this these smart guys always think they can slick shit i mean and i'm not any different but but when you see something like this, I mean, I'm not any different in that. I, I can easily be tempted by my own cleverness to think things might be easier or, or present them more glibly than they actually are because it's so fun to talk. But our cause, strategically, it's a straight sort of thing. It's not like a clever, snaky, ah... We're going to slick them. We're going to sneak up on them. It doesn't work like that. Now, though, now in tactics, yes, deception is called for. In tactics, here and there, very often, deception is called for, certainly. Or even just prudence or, or keeping, keeping silent or being private. Tactics, yes. But strategically, no. What you do, this is why I held the litmus test. You know, are you willing to be publicly pro-white and anti-Jew? Then if not, then you're not really, you know... You're not a white nationalist. You may use the name, but you're not. There's no way to be clever on this stuff. And you try to incorporate an institution with a multi-thousand-year history. Maybe they know what they're doing. You know, they they could be subverted. The Jews have managed to subvert the church, but it took them a, a long time. And then now they just use it. They're another again, white nationalists are generally too dim to pick up on the difference between destroying something and mocking slash using it the jews destroyed nazism because they saw what it portended for them if it became successful but they only mock and use christianity because it doesn't threaten them are you in the 20 percent of white nationalists capable of understanding that or are you in the 80 percent who can't understand that we think if there was a time and place where whites were doing okay and the church was the main religion, well, then that proves the church is pro-white. The number of idiots, I mean, it's... it's <laughs> whites need to kill their inner southerner and become adults, is what I'm saying. If that's unfair to the South, hey, y'all have taken a lot of shit. You can take more shit from me. Same with the Boers. You want to go down, you want to tie the Bible to your ankle and go down with it? Great. You died for the Bible. You died believing what you believe. But what you believed was ridiculous. What I'm telling you you should believe is not ridiculous. It's better. It's winning. It's the way out. It's the way that works. 
It's the good way. It's good for you people. Have pride. Stand up. I don't have anything to do with Jesus. You say, I'm not a pagan. I don't give a goddamn about the Nordic gods or the Roman gods or the Greek gods. That's a bunch of mythological crap. I'm a white man. I can come up with I can come up with any goddamn form I need to get the job done any point, any time you put me on the fucking North Pole, I'll get the job done. You stick me in Equatorial Guinea and I'll fucking eat my way out, man. Those two foot earthworms better watch out for me, man. I'm the baddest thing in this fucking jungle. I'll use my goddamn head to figure out what needs to be done. I'll create a holiday. I'll create a fucking deity if you want to bow down to something, you little maggot. Fucking faggots. Yeah, man. I'm not living in Laughland 2,000 years ago, man. You know, I'm, I'm living indoors. That's how we do it today. That's how we roll. Maybe we need a cubicle god or something. I mean, fucking Christ. These people. White is more of a spirit of questing. It has nothing to do with traditions. Whites continually figure stuff out and get better at it. We're not going back to the Middle Ages. We're not going back to running around in the forest of Europe, you know, sacrificing people. Ah, I made a really neat silver ball to hold the blood of a virgin. <laughs> We're not going back to that shit. We're going forward. All my life I've been waiting for a score like this. Now that it's here, man, I'm going to wail. I'm talking chicks, cars, clothes, a box at the races, beefsteak three times a day. No washed up chicken shit motherfucker better get in my way. Sorry, I just had to discharge that there. What? Dander's acting up a little bit. I'll put I'll put the O smack down. I will. I will. Well, I will. I'll take it and bounce a rock off in your leathery head. No, boy. No. No. Hold on. Hold on. Christ. All right. All right. I, all right. I think he's quiescent now. I'm working on some posing. I'm like, I'm like, buddy. Hey, come on, buddy. We got it. We got it. We got to tone it down now. We got to, we got to go from ire to irenic, right? Ire to irenic. Yeah, there's a good leprechaun. Okay. No washed up chicken shit, motherfucker. No two-bit washed up chicken shit better get in my way. Your call, kid. Some of you may know what that's from. Others of you, you are gasping with your lips moving like fish, constrained in a tiny bowl. Probably stepped in a worm. In a worm. In a worm. Okay. Um... This will silence the critics who say I'm too uptown for the tats. Okay. Is there anything more glorious in this life than doing imitations and voices and characters and having fun? I have to admit, sculpturing a garden is kind of fun. I enjoy like contouring the dirt and working on the layout. I like, I like to add a little bit of aesthetics to could be a miserable plot of dirt. 
featuring nothing but vegetables. What a shame we can't grow like porks, a little pork plant or maybe a ravioli plant. It'd be awesome. Like, oh man, my ribeye plant is looking awesome this year. <laughs> Let's go out and pick a couple of ribeyes and then pick some herbs to put on it. Wouldn't that be great? That would be totally groovy. Hy-Vee would have to shut its doors, I guess. All right, now what was I talking about? Yeah, we don't need no. We don't need no education. We don't need no deities. We don't need. We don't need no not no fucking orthodox horse shit with your I mean Knights of Avalon. It, it, it doesn't make a tear fall from my eye. But uh Yeah, I mean it just conveys weakness. It conveys I didn't think through what I was doing, now I got egg all over my face and my cheeks are all red. What what the fuck do I do? Oh yes, father. I will take a sabbatical. I will go to my little room like a good little Mr. Parrot, and I will think about what I've done. And I will return a fresh new parrot, maybe even a minor bird. And, and, and I will, I will, you know, it, it's just, grow up, Matt. Grow up, other Matt. Grow up first, Matt. Grow up, other Matt. You got to pick one and go with it. I'm telling you that as your friend, who you don't really know. So maybe not your friend, but not your enemy. Grow up. You got to be either a white man or a Christian. Quit thinking you can use them. You're not going to use them. They're going to use you and make you look idiotic. Now they hop in your game and, and they're, oh, you know. And if you read through those threads at, at, I guess it's, I don't know whose site it is, but both of their sites, Trad Youth Org, read the threads and just Matt and Matt, read, read the, your own threads. On the post relating to that sabbatical, that enforced sab- sabbatical. Read the thread. Just look at the reasoning of the Christians. Look at the type of stuff. Oh, you guys have made such a wise choice. I'm going to have my friend who is a, a monk in Botswanistan and tends goats. I'm going to have him remember you in his prayers. It's just, it's. I already wrote this, but I'm going to speak it as well. It's like these people back in the days when the Birch Society was big, or maybe even before that, when they were looking for communists, they're like, Eisenhower's a communist. I think Welch charged him with that, the guy who created the uh, the JBS. Then they said, look, come on. Eisenhower isn't a communist. He's a golfer. Superficially, what has golf got to do with communism? But on the deeper level, it's it's pointing out communism is not even so much a political position as a mindset, a fanatical We've got to go to political meeting tonight. Mindset. Whereas Eisenhower would be out golfing. It's just he's he's a different class of people. He's not a communist. And so it is. These religious people. You read the phrases that they use and the mentality. It's wholly different. They're they're oriented. The ones who are semi serious about it are oriented to a world that doesn't exist. This is how lun- lunatical they are. How much care are they ever going to give anything in this world when they have a better world to come? Do you really want someone like that by your side when you're engaged in a difficult revolution or seriously radical political activity? How They always are going to have the fallback of, well, if you fail, well, God wanted it that way. Who are we to go against God? Even you yourself exhibit this in your response to him. Well, he's the father. He's tradition and authority. You have to bow down to him because he's your superior in the hierarchy. 
So how can you say he's wrong? I mean, you got to decide whether you're serious or not, because the way you're acting is not serious. You can't seriously be a Christian and be a white racialist. There are two different Weltanschauungs, world outlooks, world views, to sort of render into English. Comprehensive ideas about how the universe operates, they're fundamentally irreconcilably opposed. And also, Matt, have you ever heard the principle, keep it simple? You, I'm, I'm not even talking to Heimbach because I, I don't know. I, I will refrain from making much comment about him. I don't really know what his deal is. I liked how he's aggressively and in your face in the public. That's good. It's just what is that in service of that needs to be figured out. But for Matt Parrott, have you ever heard the principle, keep it simple, stupid? Maybe you ought to pay attention to that. It's smart people in particular who need to keep that in mind. Keep it simple, stupid. What are you trying to do? Oh, you're trying to save this organization, a particular branch of it that is it doesn't even hardly exist in America. You're going to redeem and reform this, and you're going you're gonna to save your race at the same time. I mean, Christ, why do one impossible thing when you can do two? You know, your, your eyes are bigger than your stomach. Is it? That's what that's a good, good example of. Your brain is bigger than your arms, or let's put it that way. Let's, let's, let's keep it simple. Let's keep it focused. You're focused on racial stuff, not religious stuff. Or, or if not, go the other way. Become a full-fledged religious nut. You're a smart guy. Maybe you can end up being a chief primate of Minneapolis or something. You know, the, the head goat or whatever they call him. The head mandrel, I think. They may, they may have a mandrel in there somewhere. You'd make a good mandrel. I mean, Christ, you're already a parrot. So, you know, pick... Pick an ideology and go with it, buddy. But don't try to mix shit that doesn't mix. You know, Chinese food is good and Mexican food's good, but you know, not in the same damn plate. You know, bad analogy, but you know, it sort of works. All right, enough lambasting other people. As fun as that is, and as necessary. A little bit of personal abuse helps the politics go down in the most delightful way. Oh, yeah, I forgot to tell you. I, I'm, I'm reneging on my promise to deliver an original song today because it's not finished. I could give you a snatch from it, but I'm, I'm going to withhold that. I've got the refrain, and I've got one and a half verses, but I need to get up to four. I don't feel it's really a song. Unless it has a very good refrain and three verses. And I'm really, I'm getting to where I need some instrumentation backing me up, but I don't have any musical instruments other than slapping my desk or beating the door or something. And that's that only works percussively to an extent. I need like a keyboard or something, I guess. But uh, I, I will finish that song at some point. It's I have two or three songs in the hopper. They're just not quite ready. They're not in the can as films are. They're not in the hopper as tennis balls are. They're half down and they're half in paper. But I, you need a good refrain, a good chorus, good hook, and then you need at least three verses, but preferably four or five just because it's fun. And I make them quick anyway. I don't, I don't go with all the, you know, obviously just being one person singing, I don't have a whole, whole lot of backup or times for people to go off on guitar riffs. So just direct singing. Wrap it up in under a couple minutes. Um, but that'll come anyway. I have not forgotten that. But today we're just talking about politics. So now let's get to the uh, strategy. I've talked about this. So my solution is 
monofunctional overriding defense collective umbrella defends the race. That's its only job defined as needs to be. And I'll admit there's there's gray area there, but just as there is with race, you know, who's to say if this person is a Berber white, I don't fucking know. I don't really care. I, I don't, are the Berbers organized trying to destroy my culture? Then what do I give a fuck if they want to run around in the desert and, and lick their camel's asshole? I don't really care. I'm not here to check people's freaking DNA and tell them what not to do or not to do. I don't want everyone to be exactly the same. What I do insist on is there not be this miserable highly organized nepotistic elite in the middle trying to destroy my people and have fun doing it by denouncing them. That I can't live with. You understand. It's not like I want to go on some genetic crusade like, you know, these nuts who I want to lift the eugenic quality of the race. Yeah, okay. Sparky. If you can do that voluntarily and get people to sign up, hey, then then it's worth looking at. If you want to be part of the government, <laughs> no, back off. I don't want you doing that. You're not going to be playing around with people in that way. So I'm highly suspicious of that kind of behavior. And the people who are great fans of it are precisely the people who would, wouldn't be around if there were any real eugenics taking place. I've noticed the Power Eagle fans. Okay, anyway. So that's what I see for the federal government and the solution. You know, let, let the Catholics form a state and say, I don't know, Michigan or something. Or, you know, Maryland, like they did at one point. Well, a lot of Catholics live there. Let libertarians form a state out in, you know, the, out in uh, Nevada. Mormons form a state in Utah. Let uh, libertarians form a state, you know, somewhere else. It better not be New Hampshire because uh, I don't want to live up in the cold. I say like southern Texas or something. Yeah, hell, I mean, I'm not even that doctrinaire. It's not that interesting to me. I just don't think that the government should be... I think the mo if the money's free to circulate and there's no debasing of the currency and there's no taxes to sustain a giant anti-white welfare state, then it should be reasonably hard to get ahead. And like I've said, the beautiful thing about this society, there's so many costs to our society that we do not realize. And one of the main ones of having this welfare state is not just a fucked up mentality of everybody, the perpetual warfare, the green niggers and the black niggers sucking down all the tax welfare for the warfare state and the welfare state. It's that the low-end jobs are filled by the least competent people in society. I should say dot, 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 who aren't being subsidized for not working. Those are the true low end, but the next lowest end is filled by the least competent people, your teenagers and your, you know, your lesser intelligent women and people just who, who can't do any better or simply in transient jobs. Whereas if you have a low tax society, even the lowest jobs in society can be filled by white family men. And the women can stay home and have kids as polls, even today with a totally feminized culture show that the vast majority of them would prefer to do. And why not? They're suited and fitted to be mothers, and that's what most of them want to do. And in no way does that prejudice the ones who want to go work or who have some particular professional uh, goal from achieving their mission. There's no reason to be against that either. You see, it's the government getting into all this stuff and distorting it that has messed things up, and that's not entirely attributable to Jews. They've just determined the particular caste some of this stuff has taken. But big government in itself is a bad thing. Very definitely so. It's not a matter of putting in the right men, the good men. 
government bureaucracies are always going to try to expand and increase their power. These are the things. These are why reading libertarian stuff is so much more interesting than reading 95 rehashes of IQ and the stuff that racialists typically go on about. As I've said before, perhaps, race is only a big big deal because we can't treat it the way reason shows us we ought to treat it, which is acknowledge there are vast, demonstrable, factual, biological differences between race, and then act on those politically. Jews prevent us from observing those differences and from acting on them. Thus, race becomes a great problem and eventually the greatest problem in a society. And nothing can be done about it because the Jews are standing in the way of us of us putting the fire out, so to speak. So in the minds of white nationalists who have not read enough political philosophy, have not read enough history, race becomes this overriding thing and nothing else really matters. So they have no conception of anything other than we need to get control of the government and do stuff ourselves. While that's true on one level, there's this whole other level of thinking about the limits of government and whether government is, in fact, the best way to do X, Y, or Z task. And in fact, when you read on it, it's not. That's what history shows. It's not the best way to do this stuff. And more and more, we have technical options so that you can hear this no matter where you are in the world. I'm broadcasting out of Kirksville, Missouri, a center of world culture. Why? Because I'm here. And you're receiving it wherever you are. Think about that. And we need a giant centralized government running everything? Why? They need us to provide manpower and money for their wars. And their social engineering plans. We don't need them. Kirksville doesn't need the central government. And Kirksville's lower-end whites, not higher-end ones. We don't need the central government for anything. All right, now, that is, uh, that's the uh, solution. Now for the strategy, how do we get there? Have I talked about this before? I know I was going to talk about it with Jaeger, but I don't know that we really got into it overly. I advocate a strategy. How do do we get from where we are today, politically, to where we want to be? Have a white, sovereign nation where whites call the shots for whites and all white society, no muds or Jews. How do we get there? What do we do? Here's my view. We call ourselves white nationalism, but we could, white nationalists, but we could call ourselves X, Y, or Z. Basically, we're in the political market to appeal to the vast majority of whites that I will style normal white Americans. And this is at least 80% of the white population. Anyone who's sexually normal and just has a normal attitude toward normal stuff is potentially someone who would benefit from our cause being in charge. The only people who have reason to oppose us are criminals, sex deviants, at least most sex deviants. There's always some sex deviants who are freaks, political freaks like Greg Johnson, but most sex deviants are going to be left-wing because they'll get subsidies and tolerance, subsidies for the diseases they their behavior creates and exacerbates. But now, normal whites are the vast majority, and so my view is that every... that. The, this is the market that everyone from Adolf Hitler-loving National Socialists to Bill O'Reilly-loving Fox News watchers is, is playing for, you see. These people will follow anyone from a Jewish neocon warmonger telling them to hate France and send their kid abroad to die for Israel to someone like me, 
we're all playing for the same base of people. They will go either way. I know this because I worked in the mailroom of one of these neocon publications and saw how these people are. They don't know from intellectual conservatism, most of them. Conservatism is, or Nazism, or liberalism, or anything, is what they hear people telling them. Because this is the thing. American people don't read now. Only Jews read. That's part of the reason they run things. So conservatism is whatever the talking heads tell them it is. Whatever the guy in the, they read, they see on Fox News or they read in the Wall Street Journal, that's what conservatism is. But it's true of anything else. They will basically follow any strong lead because they're effeminate. If the strong lead is coming from Nazis, they'll follow Nazis. If it's coming from conservatives, they'll follow conservatives. If it's coming from Jews, they'll calling themselves conservatives, they'll follow the Jews calling themselves conservatives. They won't realize that endless foreign warmongering isn't actually conservative. It's Trotskyite communists. They won't realize that because they don't actually read and they don't have any belief in ideas or they're not genetically even capable of, of appreciating anything that might go against what they hear from everyone else. And this is not even really a matter of IQ so much as a inbuilt biological tropism, as I perhaps said other times. So what we need is power. Power making us the authority will mean that we're right. We will be accepted by the masses not when we teach them or when we educate them or when we persuade them of all things. They don't until we are behind the broadcast microphones. When we are the people they see coming over Fox News, over the TV, then they will accept us as legitimate authority. Until then, no, they'll be afraid. And all we will ever get is the small minority of people. But it's not that small. We've gotten more and more over time. We just get our ideas more and more out there. But we never forget we're in a fight, not in a debate. It's not an open fight. Our enemy fights dirty behind the scenes because he has to, because he's a minority position. We fight verbally, online, calling things what they are. And that's something, and it's necessary, and the Internet has empowered us, to use modern parlance, but it's not enough. But if we had a political force that were open and overt and unashamed of what it is, willing to be pro-white and anti-Jew in public, then we could create something hard. And it's my proposition that something hard could go right through the, the right. And I define right as anything that appeals to, you know, white normals. And we could contest. Ultimately, what we need to do is polarize the public between whites and Jews. Because those are the real forces doing battle. Racial whites and racial Jews. And anything that encourages the public to see that, that it helps them to see that's the real battle going on, is good for us. Because... Unless we persuade them that's the real battle, they will continue to believe what they're told on TV, which is that it's conservatives versus liberals, that it's Republicans versus Democrats. We have to disabuse them of that so that even if they don't accept that we're the right side or accept that we have the right frame, they're at least aware of it. The first thing you have to do politically is make people aware of your position. And that's why... The basis of my strategy, assuming that in the end what has to happen is Team White defeats Team Jew, the way that we make Team White the dominant player is to knock out the conservatives standing between us and the Jew. We are competing for mindshare with the conservatives, all conservatives, the alt-right conservatives, the paleoconservatives, and the neoconservatives. We are competing for their customers, for mindshare, for market share, to build a political force that can take on Team Jew. We are the only ones who can do it. And if we treat 
these conservatives as friends, we won't be able to create Team White because they don't believe we can win. I mean, the guy at V-Dare has said that openly. He doesn't believe our side can win. He's just in it to make money. He's admitted that openly. Our side must not support and grin with and go along with the conservatives the way James Edwards and Kevin McDonald do. It must attack the conservatives. It must fight the conservatives. It must criticize the conservatives. It must mock them. It must overwhelm them. It must take their bitches from them. Ditch the fags and come with us. Right? That's how it has to happen. That's the whole psychology of this thing. Not playing, oh, my God, I got Pat Buchanan on my show. I must be big time in it. You like a little scoop of dirt there, Pat? Would you? You know, I mean, they're fucking stupid, man. You have to learn to think. Don't think like a loser. Southerners are losers. They think like losers. They think losing is good. And it's mixed up with Christianity that thinks winning is immoral. And I, I'm even, I shouldn't even be saying Southerners. I got, just got done reading Kirk, and by God, that comes through in him too. The, the Southerner thinks like a loser, but the Northerner thinks like a, a different kind of loser, like a higher-end loser. Like, I will sit back up in my mountaintop with Evola looking down. That's why they're all like the sodomite Greg Johnson. The rest of them are all beloved of that. Who is a David Casper Friedrich painting of the guy with one foot up on a promontory up on the way up in the mountain it's one of these german german romantic paintings from the 1800s i think looking down upon the strife below you know the clouds over the strife below because he's surmounted it all man he's above it he's a he's a man against time but too busy to 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 he's actually a man above time pretending to be a man against time is what i would call it because johnson styles himself as books against time and then he's fighting his fight, but meanwhile, oh, I wash my hands of real pause. I'm I'm going to create a sea change in the culture by writing five thousand word reviews of Batman movies. So these men above time is what they actually are, styling themselves as men against time to use their terminology, which is dumb enough as it is. I just got done reading Debbie. I don't know. It's okay. But uh, we need to be. A loyal, we need loyalty to our principles. First of all, that's where someone like Parrot fails because he can't decide which principle he's loyal to. You can't be loyal to, you can't marry two women, Matt. You can only marry one, at least in the U.S. Pick which one you're going to marry and go with it and be loyal to it. And figure it out because you look like a buffoon right now, I'm telling you. As someone you don't particularly know. It's damn buffoonish. Damn buffoonish. Be loyal to your principles. Have self-respect for yourself as a movement. That's why I get ready. You know, you people want to act like this is just entertainment. Get the fuck out of here. Go somewhere else. I mean, it may be entertaining. It's all right if you, if you want to be entertained by these stories and come to VNN Forum and just read it and, and whatever. That's fine. But if you're going to obtrude your entertainment values in, into whimpering and whining and trying to obstruct real political work, and, and disseminating stuff through professional journalists like me is real work, then I'm not going to allow you to do that. If you're going to try to have your part of your entertainment value is your emotional explosions in places where I've said you need to watch what you say, you're going to be gone. We don't need you here. This is deadly serious stuff. And we're talking about it honestly and what needs to be done to protect a future for you and your kids how could it get more serious? If you don't think we can win, that's great. 
I don't even mind if you say it. But don't get in, in there and interrupt people who are actually do think we can win and are trying to change things and are discussing that. I'm not going to allow that. So the first thing we have to do as a movement is take ourselves seriously enough that we don't just promiscuously mingle. It's funny how, have I not made this 100? I, I, I really am like the kid Harold and Harold and Maude who kept reenacting his own suicide because he didn't like his mother's uh, emotional reaction when she heard the news he'd blown himself up at school. He hadn't. He was actually upstairs and he observed the police talking to her. I keep repeating this until I, I want someone to acknowledge what a, what a great point it is that, you know, promiscuity of the flesh is such a bad thing according to the church, but spiritual promiscuity is a good thing. We're supposed to love everybody. Not with your body, though. That would be dirty. But you're supposed to love them with your mind, heart, and soul for the reflection of God that is in them. So, hell, it's like one of those optical, I don't know, man. I'm looking at this nigger for two hours. I, I still don't see it, man. You're supposed to be like a ship in there or, or an image of God. Where is it, man? I don't see it. Just inky darkness, man. You see what I'm saying, though. Rising movements, as Pat Buchanan has said, are intolerant. They're not, they're, not, they're not gushing and cavelling that they get to deal with some of these conservatives who are, who are grabbing their pocket out of their wallet, uh, their wallet out of their out of their pants pocket when they're embracing them. Do you people truly not understand this? These people are taking your lunch money. <laughs> you know, you can say like David David Spade in movie ten. Mm, he seems like a nice guy. These fucking have your people, and if you were if we were even slightly serious. We would be spitting hostility on these conservatives. We wouldn't give them the time of day. These are not the solution. These are between our people. They need to hear what we have to say, not listen to these clowns who have nothing. What has a Tea Party got for white Americans? Not a damn thing. What's a Tea Party, all they care about is rounding up one in a million niggers they can stick in between them. Look, does this look like a racist to you? <laughs> That's the level those people are stuck at. Now, most of them really do ultimately want the same stuff we do, but they don't even understand that. Well, how are they going to understand that when you're sucking up to the people they see on TV and they read in the newspapers? You have to lift and elevate and separate what you're doing, your thing, our thing, from their thing. It's not the same thing. Where do you get this goddamn idea that ideas and principles don't matter when I'm giving you the exact example of how they do matter? Oh, no, we can just mix them all together. It doesn't matter. They're really the same thing. Well, then why do we need white nationalism at all? If Fox News can get the job done, why do we need me? If Pat Buchanan can get the job done, why do we need Alex Linder? Why do we need Matt Parrott? Why do we need Greg Johnson? Why do we need Kevin McDonald? Why do we need David Duke? I mean, Pat Buchanan, who could be smarter than him? Who knows more history than him? Who's more eloquent than he? Who writes more books or looks better on TV than he? Why, why do we need white nationalism if we've got Pat Buchanan? Oh, that, no, that Pat, he's coming around. One of these days he's going to start talking about the Jew. I can tell. There's nothing funny than some fucking retard who lives in North Carolina thinking that one day Pat Buchanan might get it. This guy who's lived in, who was born in D.C., has lived there his whole life, has been involved at the highest levels for 50 years. One day he's going to wake up and understand the Jew that this, this fucking tarbuck Hoosier, Hoosier ass out in North Carolina 
has achieved a superior understanding of. These people are, honestly, it's beyond belief. Some of the ideas of these freaking dirt eaters is, is just, it's just too much. And I'm too, I'm too hard on the Southerners. I should be giving it more to the Northern conservatives, but I just, they just sicken me. Sicken me. They're disgusting. Yeah, they're, they're hopelessly, the other, the other side, they're hopelessly respectable. Oh, God, for, God forbid someone on our side coined a term. They would never use it because none of their academic brethren use it. So it wouldn't be respectable. I might be putting my status on the line. How are men who are afraid to put their status on the line ever going to lead you? It's just like E.E. E. E. Cummings said, you know, the poet who used bizarre spelling, you know, no one concerned with syntax is ever wholly going to kiss you because they're always going to be folks. Oh, my God. How do my lips look? Is, is my breath mint fresh? Is, is someone else looking at my PDA? <laughs> These scared little middle class people are not where this great change comes from, folks. It's got to be someone who puts their heart on the line, man. You got you to put it all out there, man. That's why they say politics is the most demanding thing. It takes all of you. God knows, you know, if you're like me, you've only got one or two qualities. But it requires 10 or 15. You're like, what the fuck do I? You got to synthesize them, buddy. This is not a place for excuses. Don't show me, don't tell me about the labor pains. Show me the baby. If you don't got it, fucking find a way to manufacture it. Beg, borrow, or steal it, buddy. I don't got it. It's not good enough, man. It ain't getting the job done. Come up with a fucking solution. Quit being a pussy whining about shit. Take yourself seriously. Take what you do seriously. Take what we do and what we're saying, what we demand seriously. And when you do that, then it, it has implications for your own behavior. You can't act just the way you want. You have to act the way you need to to get the outcome you want if you're serious. Oh, but why be serious? I mean, I've watched a million Bud Light commercials. Why ask why? Why be serious? Just party and talk about masturbating and all those hot chicks you want to bang and your spank bank, and whatever else is circulating, how much you love lesbians and getting drunk and watching that big game. I love how on ads they always say the big game. They never name an actual game. It's always like just generic the big game because it doesn't fucking matter. That's the culture we've created. It's not that impressive. I say as someone who likes sports and many other things, but if we had a movement, if we had, let's say I were able to persuade other people I were right, say we had people on the same page and we were all attacking instead of filleting and groveling before these professional conservatives and we were forcing them to take sides or be mocked, we would effectively radicalize them. We'd say, shit or get off the pot, buddy. To people like Canny Sammy Francis, people like Joe Sober, and people like Pat Buchanan, we'd be saying, look, either you're with us or against us. There's no middle ground. This is truly, that does truly apply. Either you accept our principles or you're an enemy of the white race, and we will treat you that way. When our cause is serious, that's how it will act. It will treat people like Jared Taylor as what they are, as enemies. It will treat people like Pat Buchanan as what they are. As enemies, it will treat people like Candy Sam Francis as what they are, as enemies. And being radical and being uncompromising 
it will become unbendable. It will become unstoppable. And what will happen is a lot of these people who are on the fence and who are making money off it will either disappear or they'll join us. And the history of National Socialism in Germany is replete with that. People had similar ideas to Hitler, but they were opposed until they heard him speak. And then they saw how he acted. They saw how his men acted. And they realized, like, these guys are serious. I want to be with them because I'm serious, too. That's what we lack in white nationalism. When we get it, we will go through the right like butter. We will seize all the normals, which is the vast majority of the white population. If they want to live in this Jewish society that we see around us that I've termed Ameriqua, they can go that way. But if they don't, if they want something better, if they want what we call normal white America, they will come with us because there's no one else representing that point of view who has any credibility. Because they destroyed that credibility through their actions and we highlighted that fact. We didn't play up to them because they had a little money or fame. We spit in their face for being too weak to protect what white people used to have. We have self-respect. This is how people talk who have self-respect. They don't take shit from people. <coughs> and they don't fawn on people or grovel over people who have status or money. They do it right. They're intolerant. You shouldn't have any tolerance for those conservatives. They're weak. They're money makers. They're portly chortlers, as I put it brilliantly, if I may say so in my own defense. You see, I don't chortle. I laugh. I guffaw. I get angry. Get emotional. Go off and stuff. But I don't I don't say, oh, 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 oh life get these funny stews. Liberals are so dumb. Oh, oh, oh. Where's my humidor? I'll treat myself to a fine cigar. Ho, ho, ho. Where's my snifter of brandy? I have fine whining and brandy. I like a steak at Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Oh, ho, ho, ho. These conservatives. Oh, these liberals. They're so stupid. Uh, uh, oh, my back hurts. Oh, where's my fourth wife? Oh, I think I might have squished her last night, like that scene in The Sopranos where he squishes the little white dog under my mammoth belly. White nationalism is not conservatism. It just sort of seems like that because we both like what I'm calling normality. But clearly... The conservatives have made their peace with the Jewish system. The low-end ones, and we'll call the southern types, are fooled by the Fox stuff into becoming patriotards and rushing off to die for Israel in foreign lands. They join the military. The northern ones, the intellectual ones who incline toward our way, know the racial truth, but they basically contend themselves with, well... In the end, it's all a bunch of silly little clutter-flutter down below, and I up on the mountain peak with my orange case of books by Evola and Savi Detri. I am above it all. I am too good to descend into the maelstrom and fight. And, and these people, actually, what happens when they see white nationalists get illegally molested and harassed, they actually laugh about it. The most intellectual people the right can come up, come up with, we've seen that repeatedly from the... Uh, 
old goat and the clowns at Chronicles and the other, the paleocons, the phaleocons as I call them, the little men who are big on religion. And they love to see white nationalists taken down by means fair or foul. And then they, they go into their nya 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 mode because they're little geldings. And they like to pose as radicals. They like to pose as people who get to the root of the problem. But when they're shown up by people like us who actually talk about the deeper stuff that the people running the system and who they actually are and what they're actually doing, it shows them up for what they are, which is basically a bunch of professors interested in Latin and Christian religious nuts. And so they like to see white nationalists taken out of the way because it makes them seem more radical and it's more profitable for them. And so they, they are our, our enemy. I don't know why more people on our side can't understand this. It's just that when we mix with these religious types, it just doesn't do any good for us. It only helps them. It helps them seem more valuable and radical. But you get a genuinely radical force in America, and, and it will dominate the right because there, there is nothing hard out there on the right. The Jews on the left are hard. That's why they run things. They dominate things. They dictate all these policies we don't like. And in fact, they also dom they're not content to dominate the left. They dominate the right as well. And the stuff they agree on, this is a key important point, a bulleted highlight. The stuff the leftist Jews agree on with the rightist Jews, the neocon is a hundred times more important than the stuff they disagree on. And as others have observed, notice how the right wing Neocon Jews are always telling conservatives to give in on the social questions. They've already got them on the military stuff. But they're always telling them to just give in on the gay marriage. There's nothing you can do. The culture wars are over. The left won. Just give up. So what's the, what's the difference between any of these Jews? It's everything that happens in America is good for Jews left or Jews right. And everything that happens is bad for whites. All whites ever get out of it is, well, okay, they may get some military salary. That's about it. Discriminated against, harassed. Where's the force representing white interests? Well, it's not allowed. That's what's called hate. Well, if that's what's called hate, then we all need to become haters. Don't run from it. There's no, there's no label you can call yourself that they can't smear or defame. So you hear some idiot talking about stepping over the past or running away from it. First of all, buddy, no one would ever attribute to you who's trying to run away from Hitler, any association with him, because you obviously don't have the character that he did. That's the first most laughable thing that these clowns never even pause to consider. You're afraid of being associated. You, you, you should pray to God that you be associated with someone of as high quality as Hitler, you little dirty little unadmitted sodomite. Not your wildest dreams do you be associated with Hitler. You're not on that level. You don't have the level of moral guts. To even admit what you are in public, little Greggy, Greggito. There's a world of difference, my friend, between a brown shirt and a brown shirt lifter. World of difference. Yeah, Greggy, don't try this at home. Greggy, you're the trained professional. Well, <laughs> uh, I guess I undercut myself there, huh? Greggy may be the trained professional in that regard. But, uh, <clears throat> so yeah, that's, that's my approach. Every other right winger, oh, oh a racialist will say, oh, yeah, we work with the conservatives. You know, we're very similar. Actually, no, attack the conservatives. 
go read my article on this in strategy section if you have an attack the conservatives so it's a it's a dual prong thing we fight the fox news right and the paleocon right and the neocon right we fight them to take over the position of dominance among normal whites which is the vast majority of our race and then we polarize at the same time we polarize the public we get them used to the conceptualization of not republican democrat not liberal conservative but white jew team white versus team jew i encourage everybody to use those terms team white versus team jew who you got encourage people to think that way as we build the team white out of the shattered remnants of the republican party and all the rest of the crap that's out there that never does any good for white people in a thousand one ways they're trying to come up with to defend what their race and its culture produce without calling it by that name why do you run so easily white people why are you so easily scared if if you're why are you so easily put off your agenda by a little verbal harassment You lose your job because you're a racist. Doesn't that kind of prove racism is right? Why should a man lose his job because of his political views? What possible relation has that got to it? I mean, I personally believe employers ought to be allowed to hire and fire who they want for whatever reason. But, you know, the people running this society don't. You're not allowed to hire or fire anyone for all these other views. Why should they be able to do something that's unrelated to job performance? Get you fired from it. Why are you going to abandon your views because you get fired for it? Maybe you ought to double down on your racial views. Get radical. Get angry. Don't be satisfied. You get what you settle for. If you settle for someone like Pat Buchanan and you settle for the Republican Party, well, that's why we have what we have. Pat Buchanan, who picked a black female as his running mate when he ran for president. Yeah. How serious are you if you treat him as someone to be respected and then you turn around and try to sell people the notion that you're a racialist? You're not a racialist. You're a clown. And you're the worst sort of clown. You're a clown who doesn't realize that he's a clown. And that's the clowniest clown of all. Talk about sad clowns. That's the saddest clown of all. That's no bozo. doesn't make kids laugh. It makes kids cry. Who are you, man? Who, 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 who? So, I think I've given you a good a, sort of a overview of what I think and the way I would go about doing it. And I am going about doing it in terms of polarizing the public between white and Jew, how we do that. And then what we do once we've got our white sovereignty back. And I've been pushing this idea, these ideas for a number of years. But through the last years of illness, obviously, I've not been involved in pushing it through any kind of official vehicle. It's just been uh, disseminating ideas, concepts, themes, memes, ways of framing the political thing that we see. And this is, this is what I've come up with, and I believe it's correct polarize the public between whites and Jews get rid of all this other noise as the leftists like to call it fuck that noise fuck that noise coming from Republicans fuck that noise coming from conservatives they need to be listening to us we need to be on the same page all these white nationalists should be on the same page but they they prefer to be 
members of their own little groups going their own little ways. And of course, there's nothing we can do to force them onto the same page. But if we were on the same page, imagine what could be done if we all attacked as a group. You ever seen those killer whales knocking that elephant seal or whatever off the ice floe? And they work in tandem to create a wave to wash that seal into the, into the sea where they can have them. That's how white nationalism could be if we work together. <laughs> to work together, we have to understand that ideas do matter and we have to believe exactly the same thing about how to go about this stuff. And we can't just randomly do stuff. There has to be real, genuine teamwork and agreement on, on these principles. Otherwise, it's just open-ended and what, what will actually happen is the trained professionals, the conservatives will tend to dominate and suck away the better minds that we come up with because they have the money and the emoluments that can seem more attractive than the radicalism in the long run to the, the budding writer who might need a little income or wants a little status. So even though intellectually the, the path is all one way from conservatism to, to uh, racialism, there's somewhat of a suck back for people of actual professional ability. And that's a real problem and a real shame. And it's something that's got to be overcome. And we'll only overcome it, not by working with those people, but for by separating ourselves, being very jealous. I, I thy God, I'm a jealous God. I want no other gods before me. Anyone who puts their personal achievements, their personal life, their personal income, their personal status ahead of the cause is not good, is not to be trusted. Anyone who puts, oh, I can make more out of VDR than I could make being a white nationalist, they're not to be trusted. They're career girls. They're in it for themselves. It's a bad thing. We need to separate from conservatism. We need to, and we do that by attacking the conservatives, not by fraternizing with them and mixing them. Want to fraternize? They can join us. Force them to join us by being better and more radical than they are and busting them up, making it very obvious that we're better than they are, that we are the only choice the public has if they truly want to live in the world that 80, 90% of whites say they do. White nationalism is the only, we are the only people who can give that to you. The only ones. No one else can do that for you. The left hates it and doesn't want it in any case. But even those right-wingers, the conservatives on Fox, they can't do a damn thing. They're sold out. They're just simply props to the system to give the illusion, lend the illusion of debate. The illusion there's something other than a one-party anti-white dictatorship going on here. You understand, this is how we do it. We attack the conservatives. We say, we are white, we are right, we are the only one. We are jealous, we are intolerant. Join us. We are the future. You want to live, come with us. You want to die, go with them. Because they're headed off the cliff. We're going the other way. That's e-fuck-enough for today. And, you know, I thought this would be about 40 minutes, but... I think you'll agree, what, what's more important than what I've been talking about? Nothing. And so, as usual, I, I, for some reason, most of my shows seem to end about 140, 145. I, don't, I really honestly don't know why that is, but that seems to be my natural length to where I'm, where I'm kind of talked out. But I, I've covered what I had to say right at the three-minute mark. We'll, uh, we'll leave it there, and I'll be back with you again next week. Thanks for listening. I'm Alex Linder, vnnforum.com, Alex Linder 5 on Twitter. Good day.